The Natural Hat Trick with Luke Lipinski, Craig Morgan, and Jamie Eisner. Welcome to episode 198 of the Natural Hat Trick podcast alongside Craig Morgan. No Canada. And Jamie Eisner. The Natty Hattie. I'm Luke Lipinski. And here we go. Craig, do you have any more singing you want to do for us? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Okay. I'll let you know if I'm Stay feeling Stay tuned. It. Do you know I, I attached the I audio? I make empty promises all the time to people, okay. so I don't have a problem breaking <laughs> it this week. It's not even really breaking a promise if you really already know. It's just a lie. Uh, let's see. Gentlemen, where should we start today? How are you guys enjoying the playoffs? Hit or miss? Uh, well, this round. Hit or hit or a lot of house guests recently. So. Are they listening right now? Hopefully not. Okay, well then, why don't you tell us how you really feel? No, I really feel like I'm missing the NHL playoffs. Mm. Yeah. I keep catching Carolina and the Islanders, so I feel like I'm also missing the NHL playoffs. (laughs) I've loaded a lot of dishwashers, you know, rinsed a lot of dishes, helped. Basically acted as a sous chef for my wife Mm. for a lot of meals, cleaned, laundry. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, it's Mm. been a great couple weeks. We know she does. How are the playoffs? The, The playoffs, you're missing two very good series. And then the other two. I've snuck away to watch the better ones. I admit uh, Dallas-St. Louis is not one of those. I like to imagine like Craig like running off like Harry Potter style under some stairs with his phone just trying to catch 10 minutes of the Stanley Cup playoffs. <laughs> trying his to wife like, opens the closet door like, where have you been? <laughs> you know what? I'm having a hard time not imagining you lounging in a bubble bath eating grapes and <laughs> sipping champagne. And braiding your hair. Yes. Well, disturbing. you added that part. Well, I think. at that Only- point... Only the finer things for me, for moi. <laughs> you never really gave us context for that disturbing text you no. sent us. <laughs> or a photo, thank God. Well, <laughs> so it just made it seem like you really like the Dallas-St. Louis series. I, just, I felt like context would have ruined it. Okay. In this case, Do I need context to be lounging true. in a nice bubble bath with champagne and grapes. the finest grapes that bashes can provide? <laughs> 79 cents a pound. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before oh. I throw up everywhere... Let's uh, let's start with uh, Craig took my notes and moved them all around. Huh. I made them colorful. You did. He beautified them. How about the uh, the Hart Trophy finalist being announced? Oh boy! Let's begin. Boy, oh boy! Well, I for one am shocked that Connor McDavid is among the finalists. All right, so let's let's just is he permanently going to be an, a Hart Trophy finalist every year? Is that just what we've decided? Unless Apparently. He, unless he's hurt. Okay. <laughs> yes. If, if he plays more than 60 games a year, yeah. I mean... He's not going to win. No. I think. No, he's not. But, like, this is sort of the way that the Hart Trophy has worked for the last, oh, I don't know, however long I've been watching hockey. The best players aren't a finalist every single year. And the reason they aren't a finalist every single year is because you either need to make the playoffs or something else has to happen or somebody else steps up. There were a lot of legitimate candidates this year. And I'm interested to see the voting, like how close fourth yes, place was. Me too. Look, I'm not anti Connor McDavid. I want to make that clear. He's he the is best player. he is the best player in the league. And if we had a most outstanding player, I'd say give it to him. But when we're talking about value and your team misses the playoffs by 11 points... How can you call that valuable? I, I get that he was playing on a bad team, but all the people say that say, oh, you shouldn't punish him for being on a bad team. Well, you're rewarding him for being on a bad team Well, and with those the garbage the, around him. Those are the same people that a couple years ago said he should win the award right. because his team made the playoffs. There's That's that the hypocrisy. problem. There's that, but, but it goes deeper than that for me. I, I mean, 
the playoffs are not the be all end all for me. If a guy misses, if a guy's team misses the playoffs by a couple points, I still might consider that guy depending on the other circumstances. But the playoffs are definitely one of the measuring sticks for me when deciding an MVP. And when your team's 11 points out of the playoffs, second to last in the Western Conference, I'm sorry, you're not the MVP. You're not you're not in, among my finalists. I, I think that's the difference. I don't disqualify somebody because their team missed the playoffs, but you do get knocked down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And to me, when we were talking about most valuable player, I have a hard time picking Connor McDavid over Nate McKinnon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. McKinnon who should have been in that third yeah. spot. And by the way, if we, I know somebody suggested on, on Twitter, what if they made this award a regular season plus postseason, where this is not voted till the very end? Nate McKinnon would probably be the leading candidate right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's an interesting concept. My thought has always been, why don't you do it regular season plus first round of the playoffs? I mean, once you go all the, all the way through Sean the Stanley McIndoe, Cup. by the way. That's who suggested that? The Athletic. Did he say for the whole playoffs or for the first round? Because my thought's always been first round. Well, he, he said the, the whole playoff, okay. actually. Um, but, you know, there, there are problems with that, of course, and that it might mirror the concept. I don't think it would, actually. It, it's worth considering whether the playoffs should matter in it because the playoffs are what everything is about, right? Yeah, you could have a playoff MVP and an overall MVP. Yeah, look, and no other sport does it like that. So it's not like it's the NHL is doing something crazy here by doing a regular season award. I just, to me, this is this is always the tough debate because Connor McDavid, as great as he is, wasn't playing a meaningful hockey game for the last three months of the season. And it's just when you're playing no pressure games on a bad team with no chance to make the playoffs, it's a little bit different than a guy like Nate McKinnon or Sidney Crosby who were fighting and clawing every game because that team those teams needed to win until the very end well Crosby's tucked right into his second place finish which is where he always finishes in the Hart Trophy but yeah a guy like McKinnon even Johnny Gaudreau um my problem with McDavid is and Craig alluded to it but I don't think it was your exact reason it's just the hypocrisy it just feels like okay well if he just plays next year, Edmonton could finish in last. He's he's automatically gets a pass. I feel bad for the guy because he's on the Oilers, and he is my favorite player in the league to watch. So, again, don't get me wrong. it's not The issue's not with McDavid. The issue's with the voters who have just decided he's the MVP every year no matter yeah. what. Yep. And Again, we've, we've talked about this, too. Let's, let's add some trophies. Yes, the Wayne Gretzky Create most outstanding the, yes. yeah. forward. Yeah, and then, then we can get rid of that silly debate with people saying goalies and defensemen can't win MVP because they already have awards, which is moronic <laughs> at best. Yes. <laughs> Too bad the listeners couldn't see the Craig Morgan face that definitely conveyed that he feels moronicism in the air. Moronicism. 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 That yeah. might be the name of the show Could this be. week. Moronicism. Let me just write that down real quick. Okay. Uh, what about it? more? I'll figure it out. J A. Is it I M E? That's okay. hurtful. Okay. Um, the Calder Trophy. No surprises here. Nope. No. I, I, I was on board. Did I you? Can't, I can't reveal my votes, but I'll say I was on board with the Calder vote. Okay. Calder, Calder finalists. Which ones did you vote for this year? Not uh, players, but like which I awards? I can't reveal that, Luke. You can't say which awards you voted for? I'm not going to reveal that, Luke. Okay. Craig, Actually, keep... I'll call it up so I can tell you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to reveal that until I can find <laughs> until out. I know which, which ones. ones it was. Very memorable votes, yes, by the way. Apparently, all right. Craig, I'll tell you. McDavid. I voted for the Hart. I voted for the Norris. I voted for the Calder. I voted for the Lady Bing. Mm. Uh, I'd rather uh, not the, vote for the well, Lady Bing ever again. It's always got to be one. Exist. So it's got to be one dot in there. I voted for the Selkie, and then of course we have to choose NHL All Stars and NHL All Rookie teams. Uh, so mm. You had like a lot of work to do. Oh yeah. Oh. Good columns though. <laughs> well, you got a Q&A coming up today. so I, I do have a Q&A, uh, okay. assuming we get out of here on time. Yeah, but this one's going to take hours. Is there you anything else you'd like brief. me to look up? Yeah. Um, okay. 
Let's see. Can you do some Postmates right now so we can just get some additional food in here? Let's. Uh, did you have any thoughts of anybody else that maybe should be in there? Like Miro Heishkin and I know his name's been brought up. No. I guess yeah, he, I mean, just, like, he was for a while, but just Bennington, once he emerged in that back half of the season, I think that was the easy call for the third choice there. I w- might even finishing second. Yeah, I was just wondering if people would penalize uh, Bennington for the amount of games that he played, but it's a goalie we're talking about, so the minutes are still there. The impact on the, the team and the game is still there, so I, d- I didn't have a problem with that. Well, and I mean, you only really get penalized if you're a goalie in terms of games played if you're a Coyotes goalie, and he's not on the Coyotes, <laughs> so it's okay. Right. Which is true, yes. Uh, but Miro Heiskanen deserved some consideration. Brady Kachuk, there, there are other names, but I thought the three names that were on that list were the best three names. Uh, overall, this year's rookie class compared to most years. Better, worse, just kind of in the middle there? Probably in the middle. Yeah, yeah. it was all right. There was, there was, wow. I mean, the top of it, the guy that's going to win it is a spectacular player. Yeah. But Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's it's rare to see the Calder Trophy decided so early in the season. Like Typically, a guy runs starts to run away with it in the first two months, and then he trails off and somebody catches him. But <clears throat> I, mean, I would be Clayton shocked. Keller. Yeah, I, I would be shocked if Pedersen wasn't almost unanimous. Yeah, it's it's got there's there's no second choice. Should I use the cough button when I eat a Dunkin' Munchkin? Um, I don't think that cough button works. I think it actually cuts power to the rest of the building. I don't know. Last time you touched anything with Craig's mic, it turned it off for half the show. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, so maybe okay. maybe you shouldn't turn your mic off. Like Craig. that branding though, Dunkin' Munchkin. Oh. Are they sponsoring it? No, well, we can't. No, we're working on it. Okay, uh, Norris. We need a lifetime supply of Munchkins. We've basically stock and 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 Duncan has to have gone up since we started this podcast. Probably, probably, yeah. Even though it hasn't aired yet. No, I mean just in general oh. this podcast. No, the second we start talking and recording, everything changes in the world. Hmm. Brent Burns, Mark Giordano, Victor Hedman. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Okay, I still get- I still think John Carlson deserved a little more love, but. I I get it. I he, that was one of the ones where I, I was going to keep pounding the table that he's a top two defenseman yeah. in the, in the voting and was never going to be a finalist. But that's the one that. Who would you have taken out, Burns? Uh, I would have taken out Hedman this year. Oh, Same. Wow. Although, again, I I will preface this by saying this. I think all around, I think Hedman is might be the best defenseman in all of hockey yep. all around. But this season, he would not have been in my top three. But why do you hate him five. so much if you think I he's know. good? Why do you hate Tampa, too? What was it you were saying off the air about Tampa? Yeah, something. No, that's about the city. Oh. Well, that's what I mean. (laughs) Um, Specifically, it's residents. Yes. And and the surrounding areas. So St. Petersburg, I'm out on. (laughs) (laughs) That's just an impugn entire state here. Okay. Uh, Any talk of McDavid getting some Norris votes or no? (laughs) We're not doing that? (laughs) Don't bring it up, please. (laughs) Don't encourage them. I, probably, I, I bet I could start a movement on Twitter if I was like, we don't appreciate his defense Start the Connor McDavid Selkie. Candidacy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Jack Hughes is playing for the U.S. in the World Championships. You guys fired up? No. You guys both just made the same sound. I just cannot. I cannot do what, it. What's that tournament again? I can't do the World Championships. Why? Well, I, I could. I just don't like that. It's, it's in the middle of the Stanley Cup playoffs. You're not even watching the playoffs. You're watching dishes. Yeah, that's true. World Championships yeah. shouldn't be in the middle of the Stanley Cup they playoffs. They should. They should also, put it out right in July. They same. don't matter. They don't, but I'm kind of juniors or the Olympics. Everything else doesn't matter. I, I'm I'm with Sorry. you that it's actually I wasn't even that into the Olympics last time either, which is crazy without the NHL players. I think I'll, I'll come back around on it because I, I like well they'll they'll have NHL players by the time sure. I come back around. Mm, sure, but that's um, my stomach. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Not> something else. <laughs> Jack Hughes. Um, I'm interested in that at least. Okay, I'll watch the highlights. 
Good for you. All right, let's get to what I'm I'm most interested in. Okay. If you're the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are you trading away? Because <laughs> you're going to have to trade somebody away. This was if I'm the Pittsburgh Penguins, like the collective. Yes. First of all, it's hard to me for me to imagine being a collective conscience. So okay. Let me, let me get there. But first. let's get there. Yeah. Uh, Jim Rutherford. Or, okay. If I'm Jim Rutherford. <laughs> no, I'm no. That's okay. that's who you're trading away. away. <laughs> I don't think no, you can do um, that. This is Jim Rutherford's M.O. He wins you cups and then just and then, buries you for 10 years after that. That's true. Although the Penguins were heading this direction anyway. This was inevitable. Um, they didn't have to sign Jack Johnson. No, they did not have this to is, sign Jack Johnson. When you, when you sign a player and then have to defend him at every press conference and you basically are boiled down to telling everybody they are watching a different game than what you're watching, it was a bad signing. Luke, their blue line is as good as it's been in years. Did you not listen to the postseason press conference? I did. I mean, how could you blue line that has Erica Branson and Jack Johnson not lead you to a cup? Well, I, for one, am shocked. I'll tell you. You can get swept by a team that's going to get swept by another team in the second round. This is, by the way, and we, this confirms to me that Pittsburgh was the worst team in the playoffs. Yes. Mm-hmm. They were. They absolutely were. Because I never was that impressed with the Islanders. I really thought that this team would collapse at some point in the playoffs early. But, but they got the good fortune of drawing Pittsburgh in the first round. What so. do you do? Do though if you're, I mean, that was, it was bad enough where you kind of do need to do Trade something. Malkin. Trade Malkin for what? Trade Malkin. I don't know what's out there. You got to explore it. You, you, this is what you have to do if you're the GM. You have to explore what your big pieces could bring you, other than Sidney Crosby, of course, who you're not trading. No, yeah. but you explore Kessel. You explore Malkin. You maybe explore Latang. Mm, I don't know that you can explore Latang because that's what you need is defense. No, maybe what you need is. To look to the future. Well, see, that, that's that's where this gets that's, interesting. That's where it gets can, hard. Can right? you do a two for one? Can you do a Chris Letang for two mid twenty something defensemen on the rise? Again, I, I, don't I, don't know, I don't know what team that's do doing that. that yeah. But I, I get a team in the middle of the cup window. Like, would it be just crazy for uh, Colorado to do something like that in the off season? Again, I don't think it's likely, but you could see if there's a trading partner out there that's saying, "Look, we're our window is now." And we're going to try to win now. But I think any team that has... Um, sorry, I'm just waiting for the stats page to open. Let's, let's mark that down. Okay, so whatever time you're listening to the podcast right now, I'll tell you when it actually opens on this computer. We can wait. I just don't know that any team's going to trade two defensemen that they're using for Latang. Any team that's actually contending. Fair. I mean, again, I don't think it's going to happen. I just think they're... they're I wouldn't rule it out completely that there's a team that already has maybe a little bit top-heavy, but they have some guys coming up. Again, I don't see an obvious pair. Maybe somebody that loses out on the on the uh, Carlson sweepstakes. It's got to be Kessel, right? That's the guy you trade. Yeah, I think that's the easiest one. But I, I don't know totally what you get for him. I don't either. I mean, there's baggage there. There's I don't know. And he's got an eight, eight, eight team trade list, I believe. Yeah. So well, Tang has very three years left option. on his deal. He'll be, he's thirty two. So I don't know. I don't know. You have to explore this. I think you have to explore things, and you have to at least. Factor into your consideration whether the Penguins Cup window has closed, whether it's time now to start thinking to the future. And I know that's not respectful to Sidney Crosby, who has whew, a whole lot of time left on his contract. But he had a good year, and they still were pretty mediocre. He had 100 points this he year. He dragged them into the playoffs, yes. and that became apparent. Um, yeah, because once he didn't score in the playoffs, they were—I mean, that, that looked like a— there were non-playoff teams that could have beat the Penguins in that series, for sure. I just don't know. The Malkin one intrigues me because this is essentially the argument with the Oilers of trade Drysaddle, except Drysaddle's 10 years younger, so it's not quite the same, but it's it's the same role of you have 
you still have two great centers. Do you really want to trade one of them or away? for much of the season and, yeah. of course, in voting as well. He wanted to be considered as a, a wing Dreisaitl, if you remember that. Connor McDavid got to play with Dreisaitl a lot this season, by yes. the way. Stats page opened. It only okay. took, what, seven minutes? Yes. Another argument against. To, to the, me, oh, what, what was he supposed to do? Well, he had to play with Dreisaitl. Yeah, he so. played with one of the best players in the world, yeah. so it's not a huge deal. To me, when I, when I look at this team, like, if, you, if you move Malkin, you are fully saying that, one, he's got full no movement, but if you do find a way to get him somewhere, you're, you're saying our cup window is completely closed and sealed tight. You, you can move Kessel and Latang, and you can move some of these pieces, try to do this two-year rebuild, where maybe you take a step back next year, and two years from now, you might be able to... Because you do have some young pieces up front, and you still have the, one of the best players in the world in Sidney Crosby. I still think Crosby would drag them to the playoffs if they traded Kessel away. Um, maybe I mean, yeah, if you're looking at who's going to jump up in the East next year, but, but yes. Florida. I've been I've been waiting for Florida to do that for I'll three years coach now. Yeah, how you feeling about Patrick Hornquist? Um, if I could get something for him, I would. Yeah, Hornquist is, is is I mean he's been valuable in the sense that you get into the playoffs and it's game six of the third round or whatever and everybody's beaten up. He just keeps going and he's just an agitator and he gets in front of the other team's goalie. Like he has he certainly has value. But if you're talking about pieces you can move, five point three. I'd That's be, a big number for him, isn't it? Yeah, I don't. Again, it, I don't know it what you're wasn't getting. until he played like he did this year. Yeah, he's never been fast, but he looked like he wasn't on ice skates. But yeah, year. but when he was flirting with thirty goals, fifty points, all of a sudden, okay, that's you know, five three. That's what you're going to pay for it, but. I don't know, like, like that whole second line just did not have the same oomph to it that it has in years past. And it could just be, I mean, it could just be exhaustion, right? They played a lot of games recently. Yeah, but to, to go out the way they did, I mean, look. Yeah, to get swept was pretty surprising to a team that isn't very good. No. Yeah, I don't think they're that good. So I, they we're, we, <laughs> Look, the team that is going to take down the Islanders, I don't think they're that good either. I don't know what to make of them. We'll get to them in a second. But with, with Pittsburgh, it's you win the Cup three years ago, you win the Cup two years ago. Last year would have been the year for the exhaustion to kick in and I will maintain if Matt Murray showed up they would have beat Washington so they were much better in the playoffs last year they at least got to the second round and could have taken the Capitals out but this year it just looked like they didn't it looked like 90% of the team was either overmatched or didn't want to be there well and the, the part of the problem with them again they're still a, a really good team in the regular season the problem is is when they're not when they don't get to beat up against the mediocre teams yeah. you can see them get exposed especially in short series and we've seen it before what was weird though is is all season long i mean because they finished with a good record everybody in the east that made the playoffs yeah. finished with a good record every time they were up against the wall and like carolina and columbus and, and montreal even might catch them then they went on a nice run so that's why it was i'm not surprised they lost in the first round i'm surprised they, they showed got, no fight they, yeah. yeah they just they looked like tampa in the first round so that I mean, they're going to make changes. I don't know if Tampa... Tampa may not, but the Penguins are definitely going to make changes. I just don't know what you're getting back for those guys. Malkin is the one that fascinates me. Like, what could you really get for Malkin? Are you getting a top three pick for him? I don't think that you are. I don't know. I honestly don't know what the market would be. Because anybody that's going to trade for him is... Like, the Rangers aren't trading for Malkin. They're not trading the number two pick for Evgeny Malkin. And that I doesn't make sense with their yeah. talent at all. And the teams you know, that would are... be a team like Jamie was saying, a team that feels like its cup window is open yeah. now and you add a piece like that to... That's not a great uh, pick unless it's Colorado, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, do you, I mean, would you consider something like that if you're Colorado? The fourth pick in something? That's interesting. It is. That is very interesting. You know, so that's... I don't want to trade Malkin. It doesn't matter because he's not going to wave... He's not going to give them a list of teams he can go to. 
Yes, speaking from experience, Luke, there are players that you don't want to see leave your team after it's won cups, but it happens anyway. Oh. How's that work out? One player, two players, ten players. <laughs> Could you make like an all-star team of those former players? Mm, probably. Okay, because Pittsburgh really has kept their players together for yeah. the most part. Um, let's see. Let's get into the playoffs, shall we? Or do you want to talk about the Buffalo job real quick? Sure. What do you want to say? It's a job. It's a job. It's still oh. open. It's probably the best of the jobs that are open, right? What's left? It's damning with faint uh, praise. Ottawa, Anaheim, and presumably Edmonton. Are the Oilers going to make any hirings this offseason, or are they just going into next year with no front well, office? They're not going to Kelly McCrimmon, because okay. he's now going... To stay in Vegas, mm. which Connor is McDavid good organizational coach. management, by the way. And speaking of the uh, uh, speaking of opening positions, uh, open positions, uh, I think Kelly McCrimmon was high on a lot of lists, and I suspect that one of those was Seattle. He probably would have been a high candidate for that job. So that's to me again. I think that's good management. You you take care of your pieces. You understand their value and what they do. A lot of which is behind the scenes that people don't see. But he was he was handling a lot of the duties of a GM already. They kept him in-house, and that that's really good management. That's an organization understanding why its structure works. George McPhee's done a pretty good job, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but so is ownership, right? Yeah, yeah. and that, that's the, from the very, very tippy-top of the organization mm-hmm. down, and that that's what matters. Yes. Because, by the way, they're going to send Carlson in the offseason to be Stanley Cup favorites again. <laughs> like just, just a, like just, I, I know we're so used to it now, but it still pays to look back and go, an expansion team is doing this. They're a great organization already. They are a great organization. And why is that? And it's not the expansion draft. It's that ownership. that narrative is so stupid that it makes me just... Always starts with ownership. Frustrated so many times. But yes, it starts at the very top. But they got Timu Pokenen in that expansion yes. draft. Jamie leads the league in the use of the phrase tippy-top. Tippy it's, yeah, tippy it's not even close. But back to the Sabres job. Yeah, there's Elliot Freeman reported that uh, Dave Tippett had uh, interviewed for the Sabres job. You know, I, I look, the, here's the thing with the Sabres right now. Jason Botterill's running Team Canada at the World Championship, and that goes to the end of May. So I don't think anything's going to happen with the Sabres job before June. I don't think they're going to be any higher. So in, any any interest that they're showing in coaches right now is probably preliminary. Um, back to Vegas real quick. I mean, that that says something that you're able to get McPhee to sort of slide over to keep McCrimmon, like you're saying. But... It's done in such a way where McPhee still has influence. I mean, it's, it's you're not really losing anything. You've done a, you've just sort of reshuffled everybody's title, but you actually keep all your pieces. Why don't more teams do this? I don't know. Imagine if it had happened here in Arizona with with B, the B. man known as B. B money. We still haven't had B on the B. show, T. have we? Yeah. Well, he's he's, he's kind of a ghost. No. He's got he's got a job. Does he? Yeah. I guess. Keeps what him is, busy. What, is he busy doing something? Those guys get their jobs and they just leave us behind. Right. That's all how right. I feel. I feel abandoned by Brad. No. Truly. Calling him out by name, not just by yeah. initial anymore. There it is. All You've right. been called out, Brad. Into the place. It's, like, it's like when your mother calls you out by your full name <laughs> as a kid. Bradley well, Treeliving. Yeah, I would use his middle name, actually, if I were doing that. I don't know his middle name. I should look it up. Um, f- all four wild cards with a chance to move on to the what? conference semifinal or the conference finals. Do you like this? That's that's the thing. That's the question I pose. Is this good or bad? It's good if it happens every once in a while. Yes. That's, that, that's the answer. If it happens every year, then you start to go, why am I wasting my time for six months? Yeah. But hmm. it is good for every once in a while to have this kind of a shakeup year where it's just not the same four teams that are making it every year. Or the I, NBA playoffs where you have one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, top four no, seeds. Sometimes you have conference advance. Sometimes you have one, two, three, five. Can you put more uh, donut balls in your mouth Gosh. before you talk? Wait, <laughs> no. 
That's not an option. I can just pretend like there's more on my mouth. Here, let me just translate. Craig is saying that the Blackhawks should be disbanded. I break all the rules of on-air presence here, and it bothers Luke. So, Craig Morgan plays by his own rules. Having discovered that, I do it all the more. Thanks. I, I'm less, and, and for those that are bothered by the wild card team success, oh, I, I thought you meant I, I should, in my mouth. No, 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 nobody's bothered by that. Okay. Well, Luke's voice is a pot. Well, eh, nobody cares about him. Uh, you should be less bothered throw by this pen at Jamie. You should be less bothered by the Eastern Conference teams because those teams were great all year. Yes, they really were. Being, I'm being, I'm being. That's Munchkin, Luke. Munchkin. Going away. Jamie's eating it right in front of me like yep. that. Uh, what's what flavor is problem for sitting on that side of powdered. the Powdered. Oh, nobody eats powdered. You're fine. See, and that was my argument when I didn't get them for all that time, and yeah. then you guys said you wanted powdered. I like powdered. That was just time. to make you order them. Yeah, Jamie said he wanted powdered, and then he didn't eat any of them. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm with Jamie on this. I, I, I don't want to see this every year, because the, the regular that season was just my argument. silly. Jamie just rebranded my argument. Well, I just said it better than you. Oh. Hmm. And, and again... These teams had to do something to get into the playoffs, so I don't want to entirely diminish what they did. But when you work so hard to, to win a division or finish as a top seed, get home ice, and then or even this third kind of in the Metro, happens. you know, everybody wants to see a third place team from but the Metro. Go the, well, not many people actually. No. The team that would it should bother you, even though they're fun to watch, it's Colorado. How many yeah, wins did they have this year, Craig? Thirty six was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, was it thirty yeah. six? I know it was like less than the Coyotes, whatever it was. It was they, less than the Coyotes. I think they would beat any of these teams except San Jose. But, I still think they could beat San Jose, but the Sharks seem to have figured them out on some level. I guess that's the one that would annoy you is like this is the the seven and nine team in the NFL that my, makes the postseason every once in a while. Thirty eight wins for Colorado. Thirty eight wins. And how Arizona many did Dallas 39? have? Because Dallas is kind of annoying. Dallas me had forty three. Yeah. At least I mean, they won half their games. Right, that, and that's the thing. They didn't win. <laughs> At least they won games. more than they lost. And here they are. Uh, you know, San Jose's San Jose looks like they've figure things out a little bit after they survived with a little help yeah. from their friends in that first round. Mm-hmm. But Colorado wins the next game. It's 2-2. And I mean, we could have four wild cards in the conference final. And that's that's crazy. It, it's fun for one season. But again, I don't want to see this happen every year. It's got to be so frustrating for the teams like the Coyotes, though, to see it and think, oh, I, I still wait. What do they think? If we had just like that. Oh. Okay. It, it's <laughs> just gotten in. You need this every once in a while so then everybody can pretend like their team is going to go deep Just in the get in. That's all you got to do. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what you need. <laughs> so obviously, <laughs> you New like Jersey. for that? Because <laughs> yeah. I hear that all the time. All you got to do is get in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this year. <laughs> well, I think it would, it would be the most frustrating for Washington because they were the last team still standing in the first round where they looked around and there's just carnage everywhere. They had That's their chance. stuns me is they're the defending cup champs. They've got a lead in the series. They even had a lead at home in Game 7. You've got to be thinking... Oh my God! Our path to a, a repeat is—it's yeah. it's easy. But then they went, "Yeah, we're Washington, and this is what we do." Uh, yeah, oh yeah, we are. The <laughs> All Caps. of a sudden, and Barry Trotz is not here anymore. Yep. Last year looks like the outlier now for the Capitals, and, and they—but they got it. Twenty, yeah, but twenty years they got their cup between back-to-back champs, and then Washington could have done it the very next two years, basically. And instead, we're going to have uh, Colorado and. Columbus. I'll take that over Carolina. That would be fun. I know, I know. NBC, I like watching. Columbus. I know NBC would stab their eyes out, but that would be fun. I'm not as enthralled with Carolina. I know a lot of locals are jumping on the Carolina bandwagon. I'm not as enthralled. I'd, I'd like to see Columbus get there, though. Did you see San Jose's tweet? Uh, I think it was the first game when they killed off the long power play. And they're like, "Hey, you can kill off a power play without giving up four oh, goals." I did not see that. That's brutal. <laughs> that fantastic. is good next tweet. level trolling. It's a good tweet. Uh, all right, let's get into. Well, before we hit any individual series playoffs, do you have a favorite right now? Is there not like a team you like? But I mean, when you look around, you're like, "Oh, that team's the favorite to win the cup." Right. Nobody's no. chasing anybody. I guess you would have to say 
No. But the favorites are San Jose and Boston right now. Boston's down in its series. Yeah. But those, I mean, when you look at regular season, if the regular season means anything, although this playoff is teaching us that it does it not this year. Did, did one of you guys mention a lockout, by the way? If Carolina wins, we should, <laughs> we should just go immediately into the I, lockout. I just, if it's Carolina and Dallas, does the NHL just start the lockout? The preemptive lockout. A year and a half earlier. Whatever Carolina it would be. It would be good seems f- to have its best success. It would be good for both of your teams. Either end of the lockout, apparently. That's so. true. Great news for both of your teams. If, if they go into a lockout right away, get, get to that compliance buyout. Who would Woo-hoo. Pittsburgh buy out? Jack mm. Johnson? Brent Seabrook. Imagine if they give, they give two... C- imagine imagine this shifting. Martin Short skit on Saturday Night Live? No. Seabird. I would say Seabrook. <laughs> Some people have an idea what I'm talking about here, Luke. Is there something <sighs> on the donuts you're eating over there? You, everybody, yeah, that wasn't powdered you sugar. You that no. mentioned you were drinking straight cocaine at the start of the show. Because of the that coffee shop the air, that you now went you know, to. Folks. Well, now it's on. Well, it's, it feels like it. I've had like one ounce and I'm ready to climb up the wall. Now you know the secret to Luke's success. He drinks straight cocaine. Hear that? Mm-hmm. Jamie Craig thinks I'm successful. Oh. Must be the cocaine talking. <laughs> Wish somebody could have seen Jamie's face right there. He had the look of, I just want to be back in my bubble bath with my grapes. I do. Carolina. Munchkins instead of grapes. And the Islanders. Not, I mean, Dunkin' Donuts. Mind. I got to be careful. Like, Let's just let Jamie get uh, all the way <laughs> Don't by. Don't let me oh, keep talking. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> my head did not go there, but thank you. For, Everybody just be quiet while guiding, Jamie. Thank you for taking my hand and guiding me there. <laughs> uh, okay, this is actually somehow Next better segment, than what we're talking about. <laughs> Hurricanes Islanders, which is a shock. Are the Hurricanes the story of the playoffs? Somebody asked me this yesterday. No, the story no. of the playoffs is... The fact that good teams don't win. Yes, yes that's it. It's the story that is that it's a, it's a wild card story right now. Yes. All four wild cards have a chance to advance. That's the story. Fine, I guess the Hurricanes aren't the story of the playoffs. They are they're a fun. story. They yeah. are part of that story, and they are a fun story. Although I still don't think they're the most enjoyable team to watch. No, they're not bad to no, watch. They're not, but I, I'd rather watch other teams. Not the they're Islanders, not at the top though. of my list. They're not the Islanders, the Islanders need not to get Dallas. Out. They're fifth on not my list. Not St. Louis. Yeah, they're fifth on my list of teams, favorite teams to watch. Oh, this is interesting. We should rank these right now. Okay. 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 Uh, I'm going to go. For, let's go from mo- least to most or most Le- to least. Let's do, we can do least to most if we want. Least is still Dallas. Yes, yes. definitely. Then the Islanders. Yes. Then St. Louis. Actually, you know what? I'll flip it. I'll say the Islanders are, are less enjoyable than Dallas. Okay. Well, they can't score, so that's and it's hard to watch. Suck the they light literally the can't score. No. They tried, but they didn't. Those three, then I would go Carolina. Tried. Well, you have St. Louis sixth, huh? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm not a big Blues fan either, and that might have something to do with the... Uh... And then I go from there, Boston, Columbus, San Jose, Colorado. Hmm. I think those top four can be ordered in whatever would way you want. put Columbus second on my list behind Second Colorado. most enjoyable? We've most made this enjoyable. very Colorado very and Columbus get your, are my get top your two. pencils and papers out so you can keep track. I'm actually going to say Boston is second, then San Jose, then Columbus. Well, but either way. Because of Brad Marchand? We'll get to him. Marchand. And I'd actually say St. Louis. I mean, St. Louis has more skill than Carolina. It's still not that thrilling to I watch. Mean, to yeah, me. They're not fun to watch. I, Part of that is, of course, the sweaters. It's not good. They're just sweaters. Do you, you say sweaters, sweaters or jerseys? I say jerseys because it's yeah. 2019. But, and it's yeah. the U.S. Yeah. This is not mid-50s Canada. Or is it? So when they no. have the... Uh, <laughs> I have no have response. they have the uh, V-neck ones, they call those V-neck sweaters? Sweater vests. They have, do they have actual cardigans, too? <laughs> Probably. Imagine if someone came out with a cardigan. No, it's, it's throw, throwback cardigan, yeah. cardigans? Throwback cardigans. For <laughs> <laughs> not like an outdoor game? No. Um, Heritage Classic. They'll work hard against for that. Either way, we all have the same bottom four teams in whatever order, and those four are all playing each other. So that's why we have a pretty yes. big delineation between the two series. 
Um, does it even matter who's in goal for Carolina in this series? Uh, apparently not. As long as there are goalposts around the net, <laughs> Islanders have no chance, apparently. Instead of just a net blowing in the wind? Yeah. Okay. They've hit. I feel like they've hit a thousand posts in the series. Yeah. It doesn't matter, but just a thing I've noticed. Look at Eberle with that awesome shot, like from the slot, five feet in front of the goalie, and just hits the iron just as square as you possibly could. If ever a sentence just summed up Jamie's contributions to this podcast, it was, it doesn't matter, it's just a thing I've noticed. <laughs> that's, that's really just... That's oh, Jamie that's in good. a nutshell. Attack. Isolate that. Uh, I will. Let me see what time it was. Oh, we're not recording. Okay. Um, Jacob Slavin. He's been really good. Has been unreal. 12 assists in 10 games in the playoffs. Why does he have that extra C in his first name? I, it's it really, bothers me. It, every time I misspell it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it shouldn't be spelled like that. And and like the spell check on your phone, if you're if you're sending Jacob Slavin texts, it what, doesn't like it. What, it. what does it change it to? Antero. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm gonna find out right now while you're. I talking. do it. Yeah. This is also. Oh, my phone's off. He's, play, he's playing almost 27 minutes a night too in the yeah. postseason. Keep, keep talking while we do the on-air auto text. Wait, which series are we talking about now? Carolina. <laughs> yeah, we're jumping around. <laughs> we are jumping around. Uh, so Carolina. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. And by the way, you asked the question, were the Penguins really so bad that they made the Islanders look half decent? The answer is yes. Yes. It auto-corrects to jackpot, by the way, which jackpot. is pretty awesome. Jackpot That's pretty good. Yeah. That's just a good nickname. Jackpot That's a good nickname. Jackpot Slavin. Um, uh, yes, the Penguins were abhorrent. I, I'm surprised because that the big... The massive goaltending differential in this series has meant nothing. Yes, I thought. I mean, I'm not. I picked the Islanders to win. I'm not shocked Carolina's having some success. I'm shocked that the Islanders' goaltending just has not been able to match Carolina's goaltending. Is it Brooklyn's fault? Yeah, I think it might it be at least a little fault. bit. I, I I don't want. I, I can't blame the whole series on that, but it's a little bit. That environment's completely different. It is. You sweep a NASA and then suddenly. Well, know, the first two games, game in Brooklyn, they were one goal games. It's not like yeah. this has been that lopsided. And even well, the, the overtime game. and then double overtime. Yeah. Game too. So I mean, no, it, it's been fairly close. It's just Carolina's goaltending is bad. Like no. it is objectively bad. Not in this series. Why aren't you scoring at all? Because you're the Islanders. Mm-hmm. Matt Murray is first ten times the goaltender that the, Car- the combination of goalies in Carolina are. Yeah, but the thing is, Carolina's players in front of Murray are actually skating and scoring oh, the true. occasional goal, whereas Pittsburgh just didn't do that. All right, let's get maybe to- Curtis McElhinney just has the Columbus fever. Just he's just still got a little bit of it in him. Oh, what a storyline that would be! I got a fever. <laughs> And the only cure is more McElhaney. What a storyline for NBC to really follow if it's Curtis McElhaney against Columbus. Curtis McElhaney versus Sergei Bobrovsky. Look, I know people are making too much of the ratings, and and the ratings will not be good for Columbus, Carolina. They just won't. No. Also, I don't care. It's not my money. NBC already spent it. I don't care either. Yeah, I don't care. I, I do like seeing new teams break through again. I don't want to see all the new teams break through at the same time. That, that's going back to what we were saying before. Like, I, I would like a couple teams still in it that we expected to see because now we're in the, you know, second the regular round. season means something. Well, yeah, partially that, but also like I would spread out all four wild cards making a deep run. Like I'd have two make it this year and two next year. I understand what Jamie's saying because I'm the one that originally said it that you you can have this once every couple of years and it, it adds some. Uh, some flavor and, and I some think more you drama. Said it originally, Jim, I'm, I'm giving you credit. Sure. I'm Whatever. pretty sure I'm going to take full credit, regardless. But uh, this is like the episode of Friends where they're arguing over credit for a joke that wasn't even funny. Mm. You guys don't watch Friends? No, no, never. Okay. <sighs> I'm actually a little embarrassed for you. Have you seen Wilmer Flores bat for the Diamondbacks? <laughs> 
I don't want to talk about that. Okay. I've been to the last two games. So I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, the Yankees did good. But do you see him? He, comes, he bats to the friends yeah, music. Yes, I'm aware. And then everybody claps. I'm aware. Craig I wa- doesn't I, I watch baseball. I watch the home run. I'm no, aware. Just that show. What do you watch, Craig? I didn't watch Friends. He, doesn't wa- he washes the dishes. That's what he does now. I don't watch TV anymore. That's right. I don't, I, I'm sorry. I have a role in my house. Oh, okay. I have to fulfill it. Let's with their, talk. With their consequences. About- <laughs> Craig's had his TV rights taken away yeah. for two months is basically what uh, happened. He's been grounded. Yarmo Kekalainen. Genius or mastermind? <sighs> Wait, those are similar. Yeah, but it's okay. just your terminology, whichever one you okay. prefer. Look, if they end up getting to the conference finals, which is the mark I've I put out from the beginning, okay, the result will say that he made the right decision. It is already worth it, I think, dude. If they get to the conference final, they're going to the cup final. Probably. They might the win winner of the cup. series yeah. is advancing, I think. Which means again, it wasn't what I would have done, but I if that that ends up being the result, there's no way that any sane person can say that it was a mistake. As I said way back when when this all first came up, Columbus had never won a playoff series before. So on some level, I think just, I still don't think one matters. If they lose a series, I still think it's but but one when the team you beat is historically good and you sweep them. I mean, Columbus they're not the Colts. They're not going to put up a banner for winning one round of the postseason. They might. Like, they, no. <laughs> they might. It's been that fifteen years or Eastern however long. Conference finalists. Yeah, semifinal. Eastern yeah, Conference semifinalists. Yeah. <laughs> Columbus. <laughs> Stanley Cup playoff participant. Uh, so, uh, for our listeners, by the way, someone tell me this. How, how much is Yarmo Kekalainen worth in Scrabble? Give me the point total. Like somebody, a, like somebody a triple word know. score? You, you should probably add an X to his name just to be cool. Kekalainen? Yeah, and then it would be, be gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I like it. Um, Boone Jenner, Charlie Coyle, both have been X-Factors early Charlie in the series. Charlie Coyle. Charlie Coyle looks really good. Yeah, he does. I feel like we may have buried the lead here. How do you guys feel about Brad Marchand? Marchand. A rat is still a rat. <laughs> so, yeah, how, how do you guys feel about this? I, I thought he should have been suspended for a game. And, and I know it's the typical. postseason, and I know it's, it's, you know it, it's this big thing, but it's not a hockey play by any means. Mm-mm. It's completely unnecessary. And I know Gary Bettman came out yesterday and basically said that head hits don't matter, but they should. <laughs> I don't think that's what he was trying to say. It's basically what he said, just in more flowery language. Rough translation from, <laughs> but from it's head just from jumping. headshots don't matter. Have we? Yeah, don't care about his... head trauma anymore. Is uh, what? Well, no, because Gary it, said apparently. Pretty much. <laughs> it's a, it's a, he pretty much said that. <laughs> we can't we can't ban hits all hits to the head because we're a contact sport. Oh, okay, oh, I mean you can. I've watched hundreds of games, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games that don't have contact to the head or punches in the back of the head. Well, that would that's be nice a too. Different, like, yeah. When the play, you could over. look. You can you can make the argument that there should have been a roughing penalty, and maybe that's what you hand out for that. But history does matter. This guy gets away with this stuff. Doesn't get away with it all the time, but he does this kind of stuff all the time. So that should matter when you're determining punishment. Now, whether this was a suspendable offense. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I can definitely see the argument for suspending him for one game in the playoffs, and it would really sting the Bruins right now because it's a critical game. They have to win this, so they're down 3-1 in the series, and then you're, you're in a really bad situation. But here's the other side of it. The, the other side of punishment, the other potential punishment that doesn't carry any weight in the NHL is a fine because the fines are a joke. They're yeah. they're. They're chump change. They're stuff you find in your couch cushions if you're these guys. They don't care about the fines because they don't mean anything. If you had stiffer fines, if you really hammered him for this, you might be able to impact the way he plays. 
I think that's what you need to do. I think if you gave him a legitimate fine, because you need to have some sort of deterrent, because it was just so unnecessary, and he knew what he there, There's no element of like, oh, I slipped. We were going at full speed. It was it was going to be a hockey play, but I accidentally hit you. Know, there's there's no gray area. He just came up and punched Scott Harrington in the back Sucker of the head. Punched yes. him in the back of the head. Yes, it'd yes. be uncouth for a bar fight. Like I mean, that that that's like just. Uh, to me, and to Craig's point, you need this middle ground here because there's so many times where you go, well, a $5,000 fine is meaningless. Yeah. Maybe you don't want to suspend him for a game or in the regular season, multiple games. You've and got a game have- in the playoffs. I mean, they would change the series probably. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's on him, too, if he does something stupid. Yeah. But, but again, I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure yet on that one. I'm, I, I see arguments on both sides of this. But that's the problem because there is no middle ground now. It's right. either a, a fine that doesn't matter or a one-game suspension. There's but that nothing in between. easily fixable. You could just levy out a fine. I don't know what that number would be, $100,000. I mean, you could put out a fine that's, that's going to – the whole goal with the fine is to make Brad Marchand or whoever else think twice the next time they're going to do it because what he did was completely avoidable. On the flip side – and maybe this makes me a bad person, but I've kind of enjoyed Probably. Maple Leafs fans freaking out every time Every time anybody on Boston does anything because of the Kadri suspension. Mm-hmm. Was there any sort of question, did I miss this, that Kadri should be suspended for what he did in that series? I mean, these are not the same things. It was no. a flying cross-check to somebody's head at full right. speed. Yeah. Right. On the flip side, so what is that fine? What do you, what do you think? Should, I don't think 100000 gets it done, to be honest. Really? I don't. You don't think it gets it done for Marshawn or any? I mean, there's I, guys. I don't in this, know that that's enough of a deterrent. Even there's guys in this league that aren't even making a million well, dollars. But, though. but should it be a percentage of what you make? That's that's my question. Because for Brad Marchand, he's making. Let's see what his salary this year is: eight million. Does I think a hundred thousand. I think a hundred thousand would would at least make you think twice long enough to avoid that play. I don't know that it avoids the Cadre hit. But okay. that was a suspendable offense anyway. Okay. But I, I don't mean, know what that number is. I, yeah. I honestly don't. But I think it should be a percentage of your salary rather than a fixed amount because it should hit all people the same way. Yeah. Kind of like sales tax. Oh. Some people think that. We're supposed to pay that? Well, it hits the. Uh, oh, yeah. That that's, hits I, the poor I, I, harder than it does. Someone's the actually waiting in the lobby oh. to serve you. Oh, really? I'm sorry. Well, that's fine. It's not Postmates. This is a soundproof booth, so they can't get in, right? Isn't that how soundproofing <clears throat> works? No. Oh. So, anyway, that's where I am. <laughs> this is going to be a 47 hour podcast then. Um, Mike writes in, what's worse, getting punched in the back of the head or licked in the face? Good question, Mike. I'm glad you asked this. Jamie? Um, I, I, neither has happened to me. <laughs> well, I've been licked in the face by my dog many times, and it's not mm. such a bad thing. Hmm. Yeah, but has he ever punched you in the back of the head? by a human. I, that hasn't happened to me, so <laughs> mm. might change my... Yeah, yeah, because you did Perspective di- a little bit on that. Well, let's see. Don't do the my dishes dog's tonight. dog's breath is very bad, though, so... <laughs> Mess up, the dish, mess up the dishes tonight, Luke and uh, Craig, and then you, can, the then, you, then, you can, then you can see what the, the punch in the back of the head feels like. Okay. Um, Which one would you give a bigger fine for? That's the real question. Punch in the back of the head. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Licking, I just, I don't know how I, I'd react. It's gross and weird, but it's revulsion. not going to, it's not going <laughs> to injure the, the person. I just, that just requires a sit down with the commissioner. Dude, what's wrong yeah, with you? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Did we have that last year? They were like, I guess we have to tell Brad to stop licking people in the face. <laughs> like, we thought, thought this was just common understanding. I really but. didn't expect this one to come up. Uh, That's like okay. one of those rules that you didn't think you'd have to write into the rule book. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you, I love this series, though. Like picking your feet in Poughkeepsie. I don't know what Craig's talking about again. Uh, Great movie. Uh, what movie? Is it? The, the French Connection, man. Uh, you got to watch The French Connection. Wasn't that a line? Wasn't that the Sabres line in the 70s, last time they were good? <laughs> yes, it was. Okay. Probably came from the movie. Well, see, we're making, we're making connections. You guys are bonding. Gene yeah. Hackman, Roy Scheider, come on. Uh, Gene Hackman was in Hoosiers. 
good. And Very good Luke. Roy Scheider was and in Jaws. Jaws. Yeah. Mm. And so if you combine Jaws and Hoosiers, you get The French Connection? French Connection is a great movie. Okay. What's it about? Oh, well, I'm not going to tell you. Baguettes? You need to watch it now. No, oh. it's not about baguettes. Oh, I'm disappointed already then. And it's not about that Sabres line either. This is my favorite series. Yeah, me too. Yes. The winner should go to the Stanley Cup, which means they'll lose in the next round because that's how these Probably. playoffs Probably, and that's why you asked what other than Boston is standing in the Jackets' path to winning the Cup. Well, the winner of the other semifinal in the Eastern <laughs> Conference because of the way these playoffs are going, Carolina will be in the Cup final. Oh. What's the worst possible for the for NBC? Carolina versus Columbus and Dallas versus anybody? I guess Dallas, Colorado. I guess you're not, guess you're not going to really care about the Dallas-St. Louis series for the next round, but yeah. It, it would, I don't know. Does... Does the NHL not want to see Dallas more than it doesn't want to see St. Louis? It's not yeah, like St. Louis I don't, is I don't, a huge yeah. market. St. Louis is a tiny market. Yeah, but St. Louis is like, first of all, they haven't won the Cup. Dallas has won it before. St. Louis, you I'm can... I was thinking about that, too. We could we could end up in that situation, too, where we had a bunch of newbies, right? Yeah. yeah. Which of these teams that are left have won the Cup? Just the Colorado, Boston, Carolina, Dallas, the Islanders, all of them. Boston, Dallas. The Islanders. Yeah, so we have one in each series that has... No, Carolina's won it, too. So. Yeah, five yeah. of the eight have won it before. Yeah. Okay. Well, this would be, because Carolina only wins it in those weird years where they don't matter and everything goes back to normal. Yeah. So this so would be... Columbus-San Jose Cup Final? I'd be fine well, with that. I'm fine with that. Two newbies? Colorado-San Jose. Uh, I'm waiting for this to be my favorite series. I am worried that the Sharks have figured out the Avalanche. They seem to have figured out Grubauer a bit. I'm Ten just, goals in three games. But yeah. Martin, Ten goals he's allowed. Martin Jones is still playing in net, and he can allow 10 goals in his next game. So he I'm could. not ready to concede this this series as, oh, the Sharks have figured it out, and they're going to start steamrolling teams Let's now. Let's see what happens in game four. I think they would pull him before he gave up all 10 goals. Yeah, though. but then, probably. They're not Patrick Waugh. <laughs> uh, Logan Couture. Really? Smythe leader right now. Uh, obviously, if his team wins this this series, probably. I mean, I think McKinnon is really close. I think those two are clearly at the top. Jacob Slavin's in the conversation as well. As believe Burns and Couture has nine goals already in the playoffs, though. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, including a hat trick already in the series. Um, Pavelski might be back. Yep. Yeah, he could come back in the series. I, I mean, how do you handle that? If, for me, as long as I'm leading the series, I'm not bringing him back. Depends. Unless he's totally he's ready. ready yeah. I mean, if he's if he's ready, you bring him back. You're, you're the Sharks. You haven't won anything. You yeah. don't you don't get to be that picky. But if you're if you're like let's say they win game four and you're up three one, going home. Don't you kind of hold on? If he off? is healthy, Maybe. you play. Yeah, if he's healthy. Yeah, the but Sharks if, have if never blown a big play, a postseason lead before. Right. We've never seen that happen. <laughs> but uh, if, if if there's some question about his health and you're up three one going back home, yeah, sure. you might you, you might take a game and say yeah. You don't have to push it, but if he is ready, you're not holding them out extra games that they would be ready for. I'm, you're the Sharks. You haven't won anything. I find myself pulling for Colorado to win the cup for some reason. I don't have any ties to Colorado, but they're the most in, they're the most exciting team to watch, I, I think. I just want to watch them play. That's from a pure McKinnon. entertainment standpoint, I want to keep watching Colorado yeah. play. And part of it's because San Jose is the only, I guess San Jose and Boston feel like the only like elite-ist teams left. Like this, yeah. this, this whole story of the postseason about the underdogs San overcoming. Boston, yeah. So if it ends up in San Jose, Boston, the finals, even though that would be an awesome series, right. it's going to be a little disappointing that there isn't that that pesky underdog. To I don't know. That it. might be the best thing actually for the league. You have all the upsets, but you still have a final that people outside of the the hardcore hockey fans they recognize those teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Joe yeah. Thornton going back the Joe against Thornton his series. former team to win his first cup ever, ultimately probably lose and get licked in the face by Brad Marchand. Hmm. I'd, again, I'd, I wouldn't mind seeing Columbus there either. I like a lot of the storylines around Columbus. And, and to be honest, I'll, I'll, I'll just reveal the fact that Artemi Panarin being in the cup final would be satisfying to me for another reason. What, 
Reach for it. Much more. You don't feel the same way about Tevo Teravainen? Mm, not as much. No, I mean, mm. I would have liked to hang on to him, but... If you're looking for former great Blackhawks in these playoffs, they're all over the place. Thank so, you. Okay. Thank you. Just helping you. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for any former Penguins, they're... If you're looking for Blackhawks in these playoffs... They are. They're, they're, they're hanging out they, with they Pittsburgh. They there in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's a shame. Brandon Saad didn't lead them there. Yeah, all the Hart Trophy finalists combined for zero playoff wins. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you guys see the tweet I sent you? Sometimes I send you guys tweets and you just don't respond. Which yeah, because usually they're not funny or interesting. Feelings. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be funny. It was supposed to be upsetting that there are people out there saying, well, McDavid won as many playoff games as Kucherov and Crosby, oh. so he should win. Mm-hmm. If McDavid finishes anywhere near the top two, we should just stop having the trophy this year. I, I had a really, I had a brilliant it's question I was going to ask, and it's just gone. I don't believe that. It was, it was really good. No, I don't it was, it was about the Carolina series, actually. Oh well, it's gone. Uh, if Columbus, if they, let's, we keep joking about it, but if they were to win the cup, aren't some of these guys maybe inclined to stay? Absolutely, I've been thinking yeah. about that. Yeah, I mean, if they get to the next round, some of these guys might think about staying. Particularly Matt Duchesne. I think Duchesne should probably consider staying anyway. Yeah, it's, I, it's Panarin and Bobrovsky. I'm not we sure all they can off. do anything with Panarin. I think I feel like if if all the reports are to be believed that the decision is goes beyond just what's going on on the ice, it does. So but if you win a cup, yeah, but then you won the cup. Yeah. Like does that give you, you more freedom to go? Yeah. Okay, yeah. now I can literally yeah. go more play leverage wherever I want. and more money. You know, to, to go he's, he's won he's won a cup before with Chicago, right? Oh no, he hasn't, has he? Didn't he come in after the last he one? He did, he did win. He, he won. Came, no, he came. No, right no, after. he did not win a cup. Came yes. the following year. They had a great season, and then got swept by Nashville. So I was right. No, no, that look wasn't no. Luke. You're wrong. That look was Luke. I hate you. Oh, okay. that was. You but were why were you giving Thanks me for the bringing look that up? Because you just so always Artemi yeah, was the clearly the problem when they got swept. So yeah. you trade mm-hmm. him for Brandon Saad, who to me it, mm-hmm. I always thought Panarin and Quenville were the problems in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's why Bowman got rid of both of them. Also, yeah. other good players like Dustin Bufflin, Nick Chalmerson. He was a problem. Yeah, he was a problem. Yeah, Nick Letty, Dustin Bufflin, which is the Botching the uh, qualifying offers issue. He was a victim of that. Oh, it wasn't yeah. him. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. There was that too. But the, you know, that got blamed on the GM. But uh, you know, I think uh, that's the assistant GM's purview. Actually, just saying. <sighs> Do we have to get into this? This is getting ups- <laughs> well, just increasingly upsetting. Well, it's either this or Who talk else? about Nick Letty. Hey, he's playing too. Oh, yeah, he is on the yeah, yeah, He looked good on that blue line. That's a hot mess right now. Well, he's about to join them in their off season. It's true. Blender. But he's not about to join the club. No. Um, I, we're trying to avoid talking about this series. My only note for Dallas-St. Louis is why is Dallas still doing this to us? <sighs> I don't know what it is about Dallas. I don't enjoy watching them play hockey. I, I enjoy Heishkin. He's, he's yes. a nice player. Yeah, he's good. He really for better nice and player. worse. That's cool. Like, yeah. uh, well, for better I, and for worse? Yeah. Just because like there are, there are times where he when he makes a mistake, it's just... His his defending fireworks needs, needs work and it doesn't get talked about enough. Yes, his defending needs work. Everything he does is spectacular, both good and bad. There's been way more good than bad, but mm-hmm. there, there's a there's a Yandelian effect too. Yandelian effect. <laughs> Ooh, I like that's it. That's almost as good as moroticism. Like Sounds like right Orwellian. <laughs> Yandelian. I like it. Effect. Craig, are you going to come up with a, a cool term for the? Probably podcast? not. Okay, well, I'm not there. very creative. Thanks for not contributing. I just sing. Kind of. You haven't even really sang yet. Mm. Uh, anything you're watching here? We all want St. Louis. How to are the win. Canadian teams doing in this play? Let me check way. real quick. Um, I don't think any of them are going to win the cup. Oh, okay, maybe Ottawa. No, nope. no, Ottawa's out too. You can't make parade plans. <laughs> Your seven teams. 
I made the mistake of making eye contact. I don't hear any background <laughs> singing, by the way. Yeah. You can't just burst into song. Mid, mid Remain like- just also rans. Did you hear the uh, version I, I tacked on to the last episode at the end? Try not to listen to myself singing. Okay. Well, you're missing out. Uh. It did sound like it was recorded on like a phonograph back in the, the day. Uh, that's, that was what I was shooting for, actually. Back when uh, when people called them sweaters instead of jerseys. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, if Dallas gets to the cup, how, uh, how how much credit will Jim Lights take for oh, all of it? Definitely all of it. Oh. Look, St. Louis was the best team in the league after January 1st, so we shouldn't be surprised that they're in contention for the cup final. But I don't want to see it. I want to see the winner of the other series get to the cup final. Just like I want to see the winner of the Columbus-Boston series get to the final. It's better hockey. It is. I mean, at a certain point, I do want to see the best version of hockey. I'm, I'm with you. I don't care about the ratings. I don't care that, oh, it's not... The- two big market teams i just want to see the best hockey i don't i don't want to see the stanley cup remember a couple years ago when we were all freaking out that ottawa might make the stanley cup because they were a yeah. game away and it's like and we don't need that to be what did that end that ended up being pittsburgh nashville like that was a, a pretty well received series by everybody hockey fans or not partially because of nashville and just how they put on yeah. a party oh yeah and how they they upset somebody in the first round at number one seed i can't remember who it was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh in the past now. I'm not going to ring again. <laughs> that bell is, all, is all rung all. out. <laughs> I'm all cried out. Want to get into questions? Sure. Let's do the questions and get out of here. listeners. So you can go do a so you can do more we, questions. We really need a drop for this. Listener that, questions. That was it. I do, I do manual drops. <laughs> questions. <laughs> now I have questions. Not that. No. <laughs> Don't use that. <laughs> However, I'm going to start using that. I hear what you're saying. Vancouver to Edmonton, Winnipeg and Calgary. Don't forget Halifax. Even Montreal and Ottawa and those shameful maple leaves. That's all you get for now. Uh, I like how it's just broken up throughout the, yeah. the show. So this is almost yeah, like he didn't musical. guarantee it was all going to be in like one sequence if i was marking this down i could have gone back and pieced it all together and, and released it in like a month you wouldn't do that no i wouldn't but i could have all right let's uh let's start with rafe okay you ready i think Sounds it's a rafe. lot like rafi well it's just it's it's all rafi torres yes yes i rafi a question torres. tico yeah here's the question should i have been suspended for that hit on hosa oh no wait that's not him <laughs> Um, what does the Arizona Coyotes roster as a whole need to take a step further on next season? And what types of players, either currently inside or outside the organization, can help with that? Scoring. And, and scoring. And outside the organization. And some scoring. <laughs> and it has to come from outside. Yes. Unless what, it's Barrett Hayden, well, who's going to take a little time to and, be and an impact player. We'll grab the second question. There's another question about like what Barrett Hayden's true upside is. And the answer is obviously we don't know. Uh but I would not expect him to come in and be the savior franchise center that I think he's 19, going to be next made, year made or it. ever next year. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know what Jamie's saying. If Jamie's saying like never, he'll be that. Well, guy. no. I, but I, I think he has reached this point with all the positive talk around him that I think the expectations for him next year or whatever his first year ends up being is going to be that he's going to be a sixty seventy point first line center. And I think that's his first year. Are you the hype is the hype is high right now? It's not going to happen. It's not. Year. I'm just saying. Temper expectations. You have mm-hmm. to remember centers play defense, too. And you also have to remember Barrett he Hayden's does. not Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews. Nope. No, otherwise he'd be the MVP every year. Except Matthews. Matthews is apparently never going to be an MVP finalist. He's the problem in Toronto. He is. He's held them back. It's all those goals long. he scored in the first round. 
Uh, Seth writes in, how is Luke holding up with rumors of Gino and Kessel on the block, or is he relatively level-headed? Well, I'm going to let you guys answer that one. Well, he's never level-headed. Yeah. Luke, Luke is a complete mess. And obviously, you know now that he's drinking straight cocaine, so that should answer your that question. That Craig brought here, okay. liquefied cocaine. I, I didn't bring it. But it's, it's got cinnamon on top, so it's okay. That's not mine. That's, that's not my that's bag. That's not cinnamon. Wait, so that's you guys you guys didn't bring this in? No. It was just at the desk when I sat down. When you, and poured it into your drink, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I see what you're saying. Uh, let me see. Let me scroll here for a while. Hmm. Eldon. Scrolling yes. for a while past Eldon's question? Yeah, no, I don't think go. that's fair. Why doesn't Luke pre-select questions before the show so we don't have to wait until he scrolls through Twitter looking for good questions? <laughs> Luke, the floor uh, is Just yours. question, Maybe Eldon. if we just had a more just question. good questions. Um, oh, wow. Do not blame our listeners. I printed the questions out last night. He did. Before he, he printed Eldon. out the questions. And, and I should mention this as well. Luke did the vast majority of the show notes today. While I was washing dishes. Yes. And Jamie was bathing. Yes. With, oh, with a soup Again with that image. <laughs> well, that's what he grapes told Grapes. I know. And Jamie. champagne. <laughs> grapes and champagne in a bubble bath. Can you, you're not allowed to eat grapes and champagne together. Why not? Because isn't champagne liquefied grapes? That's wine. No, I guess champagne isn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Take Let another sip what? of your drink, Luke. Let me oh, just scroll guys. through this real quick. I, I can't even... Go ahead, please. Let's move past. Uh, Rhonda writes in, why does the league refuse to do anything about Brad Marchand? Well, we've discussed that at length here. Um, it's, uh, there, there are various schools of thought here on whether that was a suspendable offense. The old guard thinks that that sort of thing happens every game. And I agree, but Brad Marchand does this kind of stuff yes. all the time, so his history should matter. If, if that was regular season, he gets suspended a game. But because it's the postseason and because of what Craig said of the the old guard, of that's, that, that's what, just what you do with playoff hockey. It's rough and tumble and all that other fun stuff. Mm-hmm. That it's a love matter. tap. It's uh, just a love tap. Yes. I mean, it wasn't the worst hit. In the no, world. It, it, wasn't, no it, wasn't. I think I think it's just it's in the back of the head. It's the like, like like if you give him that like in the crease scrum hit, shot in the jaw. There's just something to me about like, punching a guy with his back turned to you. Yeah. Yeah. It just, just turns me off. Yeah, it's, it's a just, cheap shot. It, it was just the way he did it too. Of like, I'll get away with this, yep. so I'm going to do it. How do you feel about tapping a patting a goalie on the head after your team scores on him as he goes past? Uh, I don't like that either. Uh, but it was funny. <laughs> it was pretty. Funny. It's like Bro- Brock Nelson. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. <laughs> I'm surprised. And then Brock Nelson comes around the net and then checks. <laughs> a I hurricane. Admit, I, I did. Did someone ask the question after the game? Because I didn't see a follow up on that on what the actual I, exchange I was. Because he might have just known him and said, "Hey, what's up, bud?" Yeah, <laughs> he went fast. I don't Nelson want to assume, but, but it looked like. Just great trolling in the moment. Nah, that's great trolling. Yeah. But it's not working for the Islanders. No, it doesn't. Yeah. But yeah, they're down 0-3 in the series, so. You probably shouldn't celebrate a goal because you don't have, well, you should celebrate a goal because you haven't scored you have. that many. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's an event in, in Brooklyn. Rhonda had other comments, though. Just finished listening to the Natty Hattie. I have no words, Craig. None. This is from last week's episode. Well, I had more words for you this week, Rhonda. And uh, when will you drink from the cup of Lord Stanley? I really should have marked all these times. You might even bother at this point. You know you're not going to go back and do it. Are are you challenging me? Oh, Canada, when will your teams succeed? And you just repeat those last two lines. Okay. The problem is I talked over With different intonation. Yeah. And that's how it's done? That's it. This is like a how-to class. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When will your teams Finish it, Jamie. Succeed! Oh, my God. Never finish it again. <laughs> and I was going to hire you as a background singer. <laughs> hire him as a background uh, dancer. You're welcome. Okay. There it is. Uh, well, I guess that answers Rhonda's if other question. If you're still listening. Are, 
Luke and Jamie going to be the backup singers. Uh, maybe I, I had maybe asked Luke. and I had requested that they come up with something. They they came with nothing. To but be Luke fair, did do the show notes. You asked like three seconds before the show, and that's what you got. I think it was part of a text exchange. It, it really. was. I thought we were going to have, have some more coordination and like matching mm-hmm. suits. <laughs> do you own a suit? Good. Yeah. Do I? You I mean, do I own a suit? That would have been good, actually. Well, it would, visually, it would have worked too because you're both taller than I am, so yeah, they would have seen you in the background. You know, if it was choreographed, choreographed yeah. moves. Yeah. yeah. No, not a tracksuit, like an actual suit. <laughs> tracksuit. <laughs> oh no. Does anybody still wear tracksuits? <laughs> Hello, Jamie's from the New York area. Okay. <laughs> this is from Zach. Tracksuits in like Timberlands. <laughs> Hi, Re- Zach. Realistically, how high of a ceiling does Barrett Hayton have? Is I don't he- know. Destined to be a second line center, or in your opinion, could he actually develop into a first line center? That's the goal, I, I right? Don't know. Yeah, they they believe he can develop into a top line center. He will likely get the opportunity to because of the other centers that would be in front of him. But whether he actually turns out to be what would be considered a first line center league wide, we don't know yet. But could he be a slightly different definition of that too? Could he be one of those true two way guys who puts up? 65 points. I still th- I still think he that's can, fine. I think he could be Bo Horvat. Like I think that's the that's a comp I've been making. Like that that type of player. Maybe he's got a little bit more offensive upside than that, but I think that's the type mm-hmm. of player you're looking at. A two-way center that's probably an upper echelon 2C. That's what I think is the best or is the most likely scenario for his skill set. Are they happy with that as the fifth overall pick, Bo uh, Horvat? I, I think they should be happy if he becomes a, a really good two-way center that produces 65 points in a season. I think I think you can win like that, if, provided you have the depth at center. Yeah. But you need your other guys. You need Christian Dvorak mm-hmm. to take another step up in his production. He doesn't. He's he's being paid like a third-line center if you look at the numbers. But again, that's you're counting on him becoming that down the road. You're you're paying Nick Schmaltz to be a number two center down the road and produce offensively for you. If he can produce as well, you're probably okay. But and as I've talked about, I wrote this column saying the, these sorts of moves are going to define John Chayka's tenure. If they pan out, the risk that he's taking with some of these contracts, particularly the term, it'll look good. But if they don't, he's going to be judged on it, you know, because he is banking on that being that right there. We just talked about that's your center depth chart right there with Hayton, Schmaltz, and Dvorak, the number four center, whatever, whoever it ends up being down the road. Yeah, you it can doesn't matter. That. You can fill that position, but that's that's critical to the success of your team. Those three players. And you don't have a lot of body of work to base it on right now. It is, you know, when you look at all the the, the players, take the goalies out for a second. And I guess for the, the sake of this conversation, take Oliver ekman Larson out of it for a second. I mean, you can make a very strong case that Barrett Hayton is the most important player in the Coyotes organization. Uh, yeah, and, and look, if, let's look at the eight teams that are remaining in the postseason. Did we already do that? Let me, let me finish. You're not going to sing, are you? No, no, not again, ever again. <laughs> but we've talked about this for years, about... It's nearly impossible to win without a true number one center. And look, Colorado has that. San Jose has that. I think Ryan O'Reilly is in that conversation for St. Louis. Tyler Sagan in Dallas. Matthew Barzal with the Islanders. Carolina's not. Carolina's the outlier here. Patrice Bergeron and what they're doing with Matt Duchesne. You ha- it's just, we're not seeing teams without that piece winning cups. Mm-hmm. We're just not. Even this year. So yes, just like there are teams that occasionally pop up and win the Super Bowl with poor quarterback play, you don't see it very often. Yeah, I agree. So, so I mean, I'm not saying, is it possible that Barrett Hayton could be Ryan O'Reilly? Sure, it's possible. There's no way we would know that today, but you're going to need somewhere, someone at some point to be that player for you 
if you like if you want to be a likely cup contender. Right. Or you can again and you can if if he's getting to a certain point total, I think that's fine. But if you have the depth too where you're mm-hmm. getting production from your centers as a whole, if if Nick Schmaltz, for instance, can produce that many points as well, if he can yeah. be that kind of guy and, and we know that he has the potential on the power play and I mean, what they love about him most of all is his transition game, not just offensively. He's he's really good at back pressure. He's got work to do on defensive zone structure, but in terms of back pressure, he has speed through the neutral zone, and that is so much of the game right now. Mm-hmm. That's where you need the flow. So he could, he could provide that for them. And then, again, like I said, Christian Dvorak, can he take another step up in his production? They think he can. John Chike has said he thinks he can, but they're banking on that. I mean, we can talk about their blue line as well, because they obviously made a, a major and risky commitment to Jacob Chikrin as well. Those are the things that are going to determine yeah. whether this, this team moves forward. If they continue to play with the defensive structure and get even near the goaltending they've been getting, it it affords you a lot of leeway on your lack of offense. Yeah. But you're still going to have to vastly improve in that area if you want to do more than just sneak into the postseason. It, it is interesting, though, because when you look at the eight teams in the playoffs, they all have decent to good center play, but really only Colorado has an elite center. I mean, are we, are we considering Barzal elite yet? Uh, well, well, how, where do you put Patrice Bergeron? Okay, he's, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Patrice anomaly. Bergeron's an elite center to me. Yeah, I do is. think Matthew Barzal's in the conversation. I mean, you have to cut off the elite at some point, so he's maybe the next tier below. But Bergeron was the exact name that everybody brought up when they drafted Hayton. Now, I mean... If, if he turns into Patrice Bergeron, that is the best pick in Coyotes history. Now, Bergeron, but I don't think he's... Bergeron wasn't a top five pick, so there's extra value with where you got him. And and I don't I haven't heard like John Chica say that Barrett Hayton's supposed to be Patrice Bergeron, but that was instantly the comp everywhere when they made the pick of they're yeah. hoping this guy is the next Patrice Bergeron. If he can be ninety percent a Bergeron, that would be a home run of a pick. Yeah. Bergeron is just everything he does to touch the game is just yeah, he magnificent. Have, he does have a weakness in his game, so you'll take that. And they believe in Barrett Hayden's complete game. So, but that's yeah. That's, it's asking. A, I'm saying it's just asking that's a lot. High aspiration. Yeah. No, I just I, the only reason I, think, I brought it up because yeah. that was the original comp. How do you feel about Logan Couture? We just talked about him as a con Smythe leader, and you know I don't think he'd been talked about in that conversation to date. But how do you feel about him? I, I, he's in that like next tier down. Like he's yeah. not an elite center, but he's in that like he's in that very good. The ones you can win a cup with. Like I think that you have the. McKinnons and the McDavid's and the Crosby's of the world that are in just a different category. But then that next one, I do think you have Barzal and Sagan and Couture, guys that can take over the game. You, they can produce enough offense that you can win a cup with them. And I think that's that kind of category. That was my my thing with Hayden. And Ryan O'Reilly's in that category elite, for me too. Yeah. But he could be a very good center. Yeah. Not his first year though. People can understand he's not going to step in and put up 70 points no. while also playing center. Because if you're not playing defensively responsible enough, you're not going to play. So you're not going to have the time to get the 70 points. This is not a winger that can just run around out there. Right. And they still need some pieces around him. Yes. We, again, the scoring that we talked about. They need scoring wingers. Big Tortilla. Big Tortilla. Writes in. Do the Coyotes plan on signing defensive prospect Noel Hoffenmeyer? No. Okay, next. All I right. know people. I, I'm getting a surprising amount of questions on him because probably because of a little bit of production. But look, there, there's a lot more to analysis than than just that. And and he's a left-handed D, and I don't I don't know that and that doesn't always factor. Of course, you you want to stockpile your system, but based on their analysis of him, uh, I don't think he's very high on their list. From and that, you know, and that analysis goes you know to people who are paid professionally to evaluate a player, scouting, not just oh he put up this amount of points. They yeah. should definitely sign him because they need points. Well, look at the level he's playing in. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Dustin, with four wild card teams in the second round, I'm wondering what is the highest number of wild cards to make it to the conference finals. I don't know the answer to that question. Um, 
I don't either. Actually, I, I could find out. I mean, technically, so wild card's only been around for what four or five, so, yeah, five it's years. Been a couple years. Yeah, so it's so, gonna so be tough to. Uh, last year, none of them made it. But it's not, I mean, remember L.A. when they won their first cup in 2012, they were the eighth seed. It's yeah. not unheard of for a team to sneak in and go on a run. So, right. Yeah, so Nashville, two years ago, we made it to the cup as a wild card. Okay. Um, turn it, um, this conference final, though, you're talking about? Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's what Dustin was talking about here. While Jamie, so one. Uh, Jamie does count it. I I'm gonna think ask you that might question. be it. Really? That surprises me. Um, yeah, I think that's the only one that even make it to the conference final was Nashville the year they went to the cup. Yep, that's the, so. Since they've redid the system, Nashville's well, the only one of them. Cartoon. At least one's definitely making it this year. Probably two, maybe three or four. Yeah. Uh, Coyote Steve, just curious on if there are any trade rumors or speculation you can pass along. Is there any smoke in regards to any players being linked to Arizona? So we really haven't so, heard. So, Craig, why lot. is Phil Kessel coming to the Coyotes? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say. I'll I will not listen. say that Phil Kessel is not on the Coyotes' list of potential offseason targets, but I will say that Phil Kessel is pretty low on that list. If they, if Phil Kessel ends up in Arizona, and I wrote this, by the way, Coyote Steve, if you had read what I wrote oh, about Coyote the offseason, just saying, are you a subscriber to The Athletic? Uh I said, if Phil Kessel ends up here, they missed on higher priority targets. In the you can subscribe season. without reading Craig's pieces, too. That's not like a requirement. Just so you, you could, know. Yeah. yeah. There's probably a lot better content than what I write on there. Well, so. I was we have some pretty good writers. I have more questions. Are you ready for these? About our writers? No. About the athletic? Do you have, wait, this is free branding did, for us. Did you, feel, did you feel like you answered that question completely? I kind I of listening. feel like I did, yeah. Okay. Okay. We're getting uh, you. But, but there's more. I mean, they're, they're, look, the, the offseason's so fluid, it's, it's hard to say. This is their target. The the way the Coyotes construct their offseason, there are multiple scenarios that they look at, and then they wait to see how some of these things play out as we go along. Because you're not you're not going to make those deals right now. Yeah, they're probably a month out. So probably around the draft. Yeah, I mean a little before the draft, okay. they probably know what they're doing. Or yeah. when Craig or goes when, on vacation. You know, when the playoffs end. Yeah, when are you going on vacation? Let's not talk about that. I'm not telling anyone this year. Oh, I'm so just we'll going to vanish. So, so when you, you hear ownership news, schedule arena news, so trade you think news. I'm in town. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So when know. Phil Kessel gets traded to the Coyotes, we're buying you a jersey, and we're also well aware you're not here. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Next question. And then we'll have. And then I'll have a story on all the targets the Coyotes missed on because <laughs> Phil Kessel is here. Uh, Pat writes in: Which of the teams eliminated in round one will have the most active off season? Mm. I think Pittsburgh's probably Pittsburgh pretty high on that list. Yeah, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Ooh. They have a lot of decisions they have to make with their own roster. And they I do? think they I don't know if they're going to be able to keep everybody, so I think they're going to have to get do some maneuvering with their roster if they're able to sign Truba and Kyle Connor and all these other pieces that they need to sign. Patrick Line. And Line, and if they don't, then they're going to really need to reshuffle a little bit to figure out how they keep their cup window nice and propped open. Who's whose offseason is the most important right now? Is it is it maybe Winnipeg's? Because if they botch this, they're not going to be doing anything. Yeah, Winnipeg is the one that's teetering the most on. They could be a, a cup favorite, or they could be a Just barely hanging on to a wild card spot based on how they. Boy, work I'd be this interested in getting Kyle Connor, Brian Kyle Connor free from Winnipeg. Yeah, I don't think they're going to let that happen. I can't believe is, is it happen as an RFA? Toronto's going to have RFA, a you know, decent off season to figure out what they're doing RFA too. RFA negotiations aren't what they used to be. So no, they've got Truba. They've got. Kyle Connor, <laughs> boy, that's, that's an interesting offseason. All of these teams, Patrick Laine, of course, who's yeah. going to command. They're going to have to figure. I mean, everybody's focused on now. how Toronto's going to get everybody under the cap. Winnipeg has bigger issues, I think. 
But that's what's crazy about this year. All I, Unless I'm forgetting somebody, pretty much all of the eight teams that got eliminated in the first round feel like they are Stanley Cup contenders. And, and I mean, yeah, the worst is Pittsburgh, but I'm sure they still feel. I'm sure if you ask Jim Rutherford right now, he's still thinking Stanley Cup next yeah, year. Yeah, but he's delusional. Well, but that's fine. But they feel like they're Stanley Cup contenders, all of those eight teams. So there's going to be some activity. You go out in the first round, it's not like, okay, we won a series, went to Game 7 in the second round, let's give this another go next year. You lose in the first round, you're like, we have to change things. I'm not sure Washington does much. Um, I'm not sure what Nashville can do, to be honest. I mean, just I'm looking at some of these teams. I think Calgary... Just probably just stay the course. So well, they've got Vegas can sign for Calgary Carlson. Or for Nashville. Nashville, I keep saying it. Nashville needs a dynamic offensive force. Yes, they do. That's Desperate. what they need. Desperately. Go get Artemi Panarin. and find a way, David Poyle. Sell him on downtown Nashville. It's a fun place. I don't think it'd be hard to sell him on downtown it's Nashville. It's a fun place. Even though I've never been there, I've heard great things. 65 goals for Kyle Connor in his first two full seasons in the yeah, NHL. man. So, good luck getting him. Mm-hmm. You have more questions? Uh, I've got one from Chris in Phoenix. I think the worst thing about the Dallas Stars winning anything is that Jim Lights will believe he is responsible. Yes, we've mm-hmm. already talked about that. So, yeah. Sorry, Chris. I, I wanted kind to read of your question because I thought it was a good one. And finally, Todd in Phoenix. This question has some words missing. <laughs> Come on, Todd. <laughs> Hold on. Right, I'm just your copy, re- Todd. I'm just going to read it the way it was written because I think there's a good question here. Who have away more players than are proving too invaluable in the playoffs? Ottawa or Minnesota? So I'm guessing that was who gave away more players that are proving to be invaluable in the playoffs. Mm. Ottawa or Ooh. Minnesota? Well, Boy. because Vegas is gone now, I think you have to give Minnesota the edge yeah, there. Charlie Coyle. Charlie Coyle's been solid. really good. Nino Niederreiter has been really good. Uh, but, I, I, but, 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 really? Yeah. Okay. You are right over there, Craig? Mark Stone's out now. Eric Carlson's been great, but yeah. Yeah, Matthew Shane. Matthew Shane. Uh, yeah, Eric Carlson. Carlson. It's probably Ottawa. Yeah, Ottawa. Ottawa had a great, <laughs> yeah. great collection. They sure did. Can you imagine yeah. if they still had Carlson? I guess they wouldn't have. They couldn't have Duchesne and. Well, they could have Stone. I mean, this team had Eric Carlson, Mark Stone. Matt Duchesne. Yeah. They, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Kyle Well done. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Ottawa. Where's Kyle now? Um,. Craig, I just want to be clear. You described this podcast as most likely to be brief. Mm. Care to guess what uh, what number we're on? I can see it, so I'm not going to spoil it. It's your fault. I we're, blame you. We're over an hour. We're at an hour 13. It's your job to run the show here. I'll cut most of yours and Jamie's okay. comments out. Okay. All right. That's going to do it for us. When we come back, I think we'll have the conference final set next week, right? Or no? Mm-hmm. Pretty close? Yeah, we'll be close depending on what day we do it. Okay. When will your teams succeed? <laughs> I don't know how to go on about my day after this. Well, Jamie usually has the last word on no. this podcast. For, uh, for Jamie Eisner and Craig Morgan, I'm Luke Lipinski. Thanks for listening to the Natural Hattrick Podcast. Eisenman may not offer sheet point, but he's going to get that suit back.